Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. All righty. Yay. Hi, Yay. Amanda. How you Hi. doing? I'm all right. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um, so we were just saying that there needs to be light. So let there be light. And it was good. Um, yes. Because we're, we're recording a little bit late. It, well, in the evening, it's not late. Like, definitely the sun has not gone down yet it's still august so but um where it might be bright enough to see me but definitely not bright enough to see the bible in our yeah. hey is there a sermon illustration there yes oh okay somewhere somewhere another, another topic for another day i'd have to think on that for a good long while first uh we have had just like we typically do have had a fabulous conversation already um but then we decided we better hit record at some point um because so, I forgot my cord so my computer is at 20%. So if I just disappear I give put it in your capable hands, Jenny. I will round us out. I will probably just end it real quick and say our little phrase and call it a day and we might have a short episode. But uh so meanwhile back at the ranch, uh we decided uh that we were going to do 1st John, the book of 1st right. John. And this book, if those of you who don't know maybe the Bible very well, is at the almost end of the whole Bible, uh, right before, well, second and third John, but also right before uh, James or Jude and Revelation. So you're talking very end of your Bible is where you should start looking for first John, not to be confused with the gospel of John, which is a different book, much longer earlier in the Bible. These are um, the letters of John. Yes, this these are the letters uh, of John, who's the same, it's the same author as the Gospel of John, uh, so-called the beloved of Christ or the disciple whom Jesus loved is, is John. And uh, he, he was the one disciple who lived to old age. Mm-hmm. The, the one. So disciple. do you know... Do you know who he he was writing this to? It doesn't I, actually say in his letter. So it, it does not. And I'm sure Google might tell me. Google but, might have an answer. It might not be the right second one. John, he's writing to some lady who wrote to him. Correct. And third John, he's writing to Gaius. But first John, right. he's just, I don't know. He's just, maybe just writing to the church. Yeah, it doesn't. General. There, to my recollection, it didn't list a specific person or people in the text itself. No, nope. I'm sure there's speculation uh, from biblical scholars, but I don't know what that speculation is. Not, so. not that it actually matters. I that was just my curiosity. Well, maybe someone, times, maybe someone who listens knows. Yeah. Chime in. We'll wait. Oh wait, you're not. We're not live. Sorry. We'll circle back. <laughs> we'll circle. We'll circle back. Uh, send us a comment, and we will find out. Anyway, uh, so I figure we could just start reading. I think the first chapter. It's a pretty short chapter. Sounds good to me. Where it takes us. Do you want to read, or you want me to read? Um, I have. I can read. I have the New Living Translation. That's fine. I've got an NIV, but I always do. So you just okay. read yours and. Okay, so it says, we proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, 
whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who had, who is eternal life. He was with the Father, and then he was revealed to us. We proclaim to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard, so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and his son Jesus. We are writing these things so you may fully share in our joy. This is the message we heard from Jesus, and now declare to you, God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but we go on living in spiritual darkness. We're not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim to have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. Wow. I will say that reading in my, I was reading along in the NIV and the NIV, because I, I know the scripture pretty well in the NIV, mm -hmm. all it did was bring to mind like song after song. Mm. Right. Do you get, do you know DC talk in the light? Sure. Want to be in the light as you are in the light. Yeah. Want to shine like stars in the heavens. Anyway. Yep. Um, or uh, I grew up Lutheran. Uh, and so we did the confession every Sunday. Confession okay. of sins. And so we would always say, but if we confess our sins, God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins. Yes. And cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yeah. And so there's a lot of, of kind of echoes to First John in churches today, in songs today, and there's good reason for it. Uh, John's words here are very powerful words mm. that can impact our daily lives if we if we internalize them, if we let them. Right. And and what I what I like about this, so so these letters were written at the end of his life, and um, some you know some scholars put them at passing away around ninety eight. So he is a seasoned man. Yes. And well um, seasoned. Well seasoned. And what I what I sense here is uh let's get to the point. Yeah. Right? My time is short. What is important? The first thing I lay out, right? And and it's essentially boiled down to this. You can believe us because we have tasted, we have seen. We have experience. We know God is real. We know this is real. This is the truth we know. You can trust it. Fellowship with us. You're invited in. Yeah. Don't be pretending like you are perfect. Right. That's only you know, you know. Um the so he lays out, I mean he's it's like such a just a concise thing. He just lays out the foundation of the world, that God is the light, that we are all sinners. And he is our savior. <laughs> nope. But I think that's one of the aspects of our faith in Christ is that it's very simple in the idea that just put your faith in Jesus. Mm. Right. Just, just trust that he is who he said he is. He did what he did, said he did. But then very 
seemingly complicated in how we live out that faith okay. in our daily walk, right? The pitfalls, the landmines, the things that creep up on us, the even just our own sinful habits. Oh, yeah. Are, are, you know, I was listening to a, I, I, if I remember correctly, I don't know, I read a lot, I listen to a lot of things, but I'm pretty sure it was a podcast. And the pastor said, the problem with humans is that we like sin too much. And so we want to dabble in the darkness mm-hmm. because it's pleasant. Mm-hmm. Especially dabbling in it. Like you get deep, deep, deep in and, right. and you get trapped and then it's less pleasant, but you're trapped and it's harder to get back mm-hmm. to the narrow path. But he said, we, we have this concept that, well, Jesus will forgive me anyway. And if I just dabble in it, I still have time to come back to him. I still have time later on uh, to repent or I have time later because sin, sin wouldn't be appealing if it were always horrible. Right. Right? Yeah. I tell people all the time. Why do people sin? Because it's fun. Because it's enjoyable. Why else? Why else else would we do it? But it is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it It leads leads to to death. death. Yeah. You know, um, I really enjoy chocolate cake, but if all I ever did was eat chocolate cake, I would have a pretty short and miserable life. Correct. I'd feel terrible all the time. Now I just think of Matilda. Exactly. Yeah. Poor Bruce. I can't even. (laughs) Bruce Bogtrotter. How did you do it? I don't know, dude. Where is your parents anyway that's a whole different <laughs> sorry i distracted us my apologies entirely um this is my brain i some days the squirrel falls off the hamster wheel that he's too big for because it's a hamster wheel not a squirrel wheel but anyway it's it's the thing in my head no worries um i do appreciate the fact that john is writing this letter and as you said talks about the fact that he's seen and experienced this is this is a man who has authority because he walked with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we he proclaimed saw, to you. Yeah. We've heard. We we proclaimed to you now what we've actually seen and heard. But not just so you believe us, but in verse three, so that you have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and His Son Jesus. Yeah. Right. It's not just so we can show. Oh, I know stuff or, you know, or look how smart I am. Or you should listen to me because, you know, we were actually there, you know, Um, he doesn't put himself up on a pedestal. He's saying, I want to bring you into this. Right. I want to have fellowship with you in this, that if God had done this with us, he can do it with you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when he starts talking about sin. God brought us out of all these different places all of the disciples all these different walks of life and if he can do that with us he can do that with you right we can bring you into our fellowship i think that's the whole point of our testimonies yep and sometimes i think we make them about us sorry continue no i i was you had a good thought going there you paused so i thought maybe we were done but fellowship is this fascinating word um this idea of community, this idea of, of communalness, 
that is stronger than just we attend church together in the same building. Mm-hmm. It's more than just we belong to the same denomination. Mm-hmm. It's it's this concept of you are now a part and parcel of this family of faith where when you weep, we weep. When you are joyful and praise God, we are joyful and praise God with you. Um, that's what it's intended to be. And that's some of the challenge with the church today is some churches, some congregations have lost that fellowship, this koinonia yeah. is the Greek. Um, yep. The term is often batted around koinonia, yeah. but the concept of community, of family, of being accepted into this group of people in a in a unified way, in a close-knit sort of way, in a way that's more, again, than just, oh, I happen to also root for the same football team as you, right? So, so going back, I guess, into the world of cinema, this just reminds me of Frodo and Sam. Okay. Yes. Right? So yes. there's a point when Frodo is going to, he's trying to slip away from the group, thinking the burden is too much for his friends. Yeah. And he's going to try to slip away and continue the journey alone. And Sam's there and he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, go home, Sam. And he's like, to what? Right. To where? Like, no, we are, we're, we're in this. We're I'm in this. Yeah. Right? Yeah, to the end. To the end, right? I'm in this, like, don't slough me off like I'm nothing. I'm with you. Right. Your burden is my burden, you know. Um, I can picture yeah. the scene in my head. Those are not the words in the dialogue, but that that image. Absolutely, right? I can see it too. Frodo's yeah. in the boat going across yep. the river. Sam is rushing down, and he almost drowns because he can't swim because he's a hobbit. Right. Apparently, hobbits can't swim. But um, and so Frodo is hauling him up, and it's like, no, Mister Frodo, I can't leave you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the image I think of with this koinonia. Um, absolutely this kind of thick and thin brother you know brotherhood sisterhood but in it to the end we rise and fall together right you're you know and um, there's a scripture somewhere you know um your joys are my joys your sorrows are my sorrows you know or when you yeah when you when you weep i'll weep Mm -hmm. when you yeah absolutely and we should and again we're all I've seen better koinonia sometimes at a football game than I have in church. Oh, sure. The camaraderie of going to a football game and cheering for the same team and that, you know, you can come from all sorts of walks of life and you come together for one cause and one purpose. And that's how it should be in church on a far bigger, more passionate scale as we're all yeah. coming from these diverse backgrounds, think about John is writing this first century church, first century AD, where the Romans have power and the church has kind of slung wide by the disciples just going mm-hmm. all over God's creation. And people are are finding the truth in, in, in scripture, the truth in Jesus. And they're saying, you're right. This is This is what we've been missing. And I think part of the challenge in the modern world is that we've been inoculated to this, to this gospel. Like, mm-hmm. Just like think about what an inoculation does, right? Sure. If you have an inoculation for the flu, 
the point of the inoculation, the point of that vaccine is to give you a little bit of flu virus so that your body will create the antibodies mm-hmm. to fight off the, the flu virus, right? Yep. I feel like in the modern world, especially in the West, we've been inoculated against the gospel, like in a bad way, we've been vaccinated. We've been given- Oh a- yeah, we know the stuff. We know that. Right. We know that story. We but know that. One other fascinating piece about vaccines is often they use dead viruses. Mm. And that's the problem is that we've been inoculated with a dead gospel, a gospel mm-hmm. that's not an actual gospel at all. Oh, good word. And think it's the gospel, realize it's dead and say, I don't want a part of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, thinking back, I gave I gave uh, devotions today at our headquarters. And I actually just used for strong because I know we're going to be talking about it. So I'm like, you know, what? get a head start. Um, but talking about a little bit, how do, why do we get all these curmudgeons? He's saying, so I know this is a broken record with me, but I, I just, I'm fascinated and troubled, but fascinated about that process. Yeah. How does this happen? And I think it's when we, when in the attempts to, to chase joy or happiness or the happy feelings that God is supposed to be giving us and this fellowship, but people fail us. And so we put on this fake holiness, this fake joy facade. Oh, I'm just joyful in the Lord, you know? Yeah. And um, because we're afraid of that relationship and what it'll really mean if we're found out to not be having it all together, even though everybody in the room is doing this, you know? (laughs) And, um, And you can only hold a fake smile so long before it becomes a grimace. Right. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, Um, and then your heart becomes callous. Right. And then when you see true joy, you assume it's that same fake. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're hardened. And um, and I think part of this is saying, no, I I know that what the true gospel is not that fake dead virus gospel. I know the true gospel. And I know that. You're not walking in it, but I love you enough to not shame you in it, but right. to come alongside in brotherhood and sisterhood and say, I'm with you. Right. You don't got to run off and, and do this on your own. And, and so, you know, let, let us see each other broken, you know, mm-hmm. but it's hard. And I know when we've been through this, it is hard. It's hard yeah. to put yourself out there. And, you know, I've been in places when I, I mean, we, I overshare, this is not a secret. Um, but I've been places where that was not received well, right. you know, and it wasn't, and I'm like, oh, okay, now I know not to do that again or share that type of thing again. But, but I think with that, you know, it just, I think just takes that little bit of bravery yeah, to say, you know, I know what God has done in my life. I know what he's continuing to do. My testimony is not a one undone. I right. was, I've been broken out of sin this week through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I can share that. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Because it's not on who I am and what I'm doing and all about me. I'm not pretending like I don't have any sin, which sometimes we do, which leads to bitterness and curmudgeon the old people who pretend like they don't have any sin. Right. And you're like, let's get some self-perspective. 
you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and just, we, I think we can walk in that vulnerability because our joy isn't coming from other people. It's coming from the knowledge of who God is. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I, and I said something earlier, um, that I don't know, it just kind of came out, but I love it. But I, I think when we, when we, um, chase loving people in the eyes of Christ, I think joy finds us. Right. We sometimes we seek all these things that make us happy and content and full and fulfilled, which we want. Um, but I don't think we'll ever find it if we start to chase that. Oh, certainly not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's when we share our testimony, when we seek the fellowship of one another, when we seek to meet people in that dark place and show them who mm -hmm. the light is. I think that's when, when the true and fullest joy will find us. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I've been, I've been with people who have been freed from really hard sins and that joy is almost like tangible, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and you're like, yes, you know, and then I've been with old curmudgeons who just suck all of life out of the whole room. <laughs> to be fair, Amanda means that doesn't just mean old people are curmudgeon -y. I don't. You I can don't be either. young and be curmudgeon -y. That's true. It, it, age isn't necessarily the factor there absolutely um, just the phrase but but yeah people get embittered i think we get embittered too because we chase the wrong things oh yeah like you said we chase happiness we chase joy and i think yeah if we chased loving people and loving god joy would find us mm -hmm. if we chase holiness joy mm -hmm. will find us yeah. not only that if we chase holiness peace will find us too oh yes um, this last weekend, I had the opportunity to just share at a at a serenity weekend that was focused on peace. And the kind of the thematic verse of my presentation was Isaiah 26, verse 3, that says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. And that phrase perfect peace in hebrew actually is shalom shalom it's very peace of very peace like very wholeness of very wholeness like mm -hmm. beyond so perfect peace is, is a way that the translators have tried to encapsulate what shalom shalom means but it is a concept that where peace does not depend on circumstance peace does not depend on this the world in which you live like mm -hmm. outwardly it all has to do with you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds your brain is important friends mm -hmm. we all think yeah. that oh faith is all about the heart well yeah. says, love the lord your god with all your heart with all your mind with all your soul and with all your strength so mm -hmm. there's a reason we've been we've been given our minds there's a reason we've been giving our thought been given our thought processes and when our minds are steadfast on God, as we trust in him, he'll keep us in perfect peace. Why? Well, part of it's because if our minds are constantly focused on him, we're chasing God. We're chasing Jesus. We don't worry about what's happening necessarily in the world because our eyes are focused on the prize. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, I think of uh, racehorses wear those blinders on purpose. Yeah. 
right? Why? To keep focused on the narrow path, focused on the path in front of them. Um, don't worry about what your neighbor's doing. Now that's, we've had that conversation too, because we're talking about all this koinonia and fellowship and yeah, you need to agree with those who grieve and, and praise with those who praise. But when it comes to your chasing of God, yeah. don't let the world get you caught up. Right. Um, you should still obviously be there for uh, Christians and any analogy breaks down at some point because you can't use it universally in all circumstances. Um, even the vaccination thing doesn't work if you take it to its obscene extreme end, right? But um, if we think back to First John, John is really passionate about making sure that these fight these folks who he's writing to understand that you can't have it both ways, mm. right? So he says in in verse six, if we claim to have fellowship with Jesus yet walk in the darkness. We lie and we do not live by the truth. Good word. If you want perfect peace, if you want holiness, if you want joy, you gotta chase after Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we do so as a community of believers. We do so as a family. We do so in koinonia with one another. And we can have this fellowship. It says, verse seven, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, that's where that DC talk song just popped right in my in head. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna go after we're finished here. I'm going to go look it up on YouTube and listen to it and sing to it. Oh, probably for the rest of the night. The night. But uh, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus. His son purifies us from sin. Yes. Friends. Ooh, that's what we want, right? We want to be yep. purified of sin. We want to be new creations. We want to have our minds steadfast on the Lord and have fellowship with one another and with God. And then joy will be made complete. When we chase all of the check boxes, yep. it's not going to lead to peace and it's not going to lead to joy. But if we chase yeah. Jesus. Desire over duty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Amen yeah. to that. Amen to that. Oh, such good stuff. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say we should probably, for the sake of your computer. I'm at five percent, so that's a good. <laughs> for the sake of your computer i have no idea how much time has elapsed we've had a fabulous conversation sometimes less is more sometimes less I, is more i don't i could not tell you how long we've talked i don't have a little timekeeper device on there um but i will say we will continue to work in first john such good stuff there friends this walk of faith man it you're, there's gonna be good days and there's gonna be bad days yeah. it's gonna be days when you feel like oh, i've got this jesus and i were like super close and other days you're like, I don't know where Jesus went he's hiding from me or something and he's not that's not how that works but sometimes our hearts stray um, sometimes the devil gets um, involved and gets a little in the way but all right friends I think my friend has gone uh, to her uh I think she's finished. I think the battery has died. So I'm going to end us uh, end this uh, episode. Thank you all for listening. If you have any suggestions or comments, please reach out to us um, either on the podcast app you listen to us on or even via Facebook or email. So remember, God blesses us. Why? So we can be a blessing to others. We'll catch you guys next time.